Mr. Potty opens up the bag and he starts handing out boxes, each with a different size and shape. We didn't know we were meeting you tonight, but you'll know you were meeting us. Oh, yes. What were you told, Precisely? Merely that you were all meeting to discuss our little financial arrangements, and if I did not appear, Wadsworth would be informing the police about it all. Naturally, I could hardly resist putting on an appearance. Now, open your boxes. Why not? I enjoy getting presents from Strange Man. What's this? A candlestick. What's this for? Mrs. White opens her box and reveals a rope tied in a noose. Mr. Green takes his box in one hand, he opens it, and lets the contents fall into his other hand, a bent lead pipe. Colonel Mustard opens his box and pulls out a heavy wrench. Professor Plum takes the lid off his package, he looks in. He gingerly, what magic? He gingerly pulls out a revolver. Finally, a camera reveals Mrs. Peacock, who is twirling a dagger. In your hands, you each have a lethal weapon. If you denounce me to the police, you will also be exposed and humiliated. I'll see to that in court. But if one of you kills Wadsworth now, no one but the seven of us will ever know. He has the key to the front door, which he said would only be opened over his dead body. I suggest we take him up on that offer. Mr. Body goes over to the light switch, shuts the door, and puts his drink down. The only way to avoid finding yourselves on the front pages is for one of you to kill Wadsworth. Now. He turns off the lights. Oh, we no. hear noises. Oh, Someone no. inhales raspily. A gunshot. Something no. ceramic shatters. Shut up. A scream. Oh. The lights go up. Mrs. Peacock, who turned on the light, drops the dagger in shock. Camera reveals Mr. Body lying prone. That means with his stomach to the floor. On the floor. Oh, hey, look, that jerk tripped over Wadsworth. No, no, I swear I wasn't rolling on his path. I was over here by the lot. Stand back, give him some air, and somebody tend to the dogs, because they're really loud right now. Let me see. He's dead. What does Mr. White gun. I did. Then you shot him. I didn't. Well, you had a gun. If you didn't shoot him, who did? Nobody, look, there's no gunshot wound. Somebody tried to grab the gun from me in the dark and it went off. Look, the bullet broke the face on the mantle. Oh, yeah, yeah, look, he's absolutely right. There's a bullet in the mantle. Is anybody else hungry? How did he die? I don't know. I'm not a forensic expert. Well, what of us had to have killed him? Well, I didn't do it. Oh, I need a drink. Mrs. Peacock goes over to the door and gets Mr. Body's cognac. She sips. Maybe his drink was poisoned. Mrs. Peacock drops the glass in revulsion and starts to scream. She won't stop. Oh, Mr. Green oh, tries to comfort her. Oh, Mrs. Peacock, please. Oh, Call it, Mrs. Peacock. Oh, Mrs. Peacock. I, I'm sorry. I, I had to stop her from screaming. The only way to do it was to slap her. But was the brandy poisoned? No, what is this? Another one of your twenty-one questions? What do you want me to do? Drink it myself? All oh, the cognac spilled. Looks like we'll never know. Unless, unless she dies too. All the guests here scream. They rush from the study into the hall. The guests run into the door of the billiard room. Mr. Green tries to open it. It's locked. 
It must be the murder. Why would he scream? He must have the victim in there. Oh my goodness, Yvette. Oh my gosh, not Yvette. The door's open. Guests pour in. There are allowed. Dang it, you locked me up with the killer. Well, the murder was on this room. Uh, affirmative. But where? What do you mean, where? Here, dang it, here. You said we are all looking at him or her. How did you know we said that? She's listening on the tape recorder, boy. But, but why are you screaming? This is Mrs. Mrs. White. But why are you screaming in here all by yourself? I was afraid. Uh, yeah, T terrified, yep. Uh, you see, I, I drunk the cognac, too. Come back to the study with us. Yeah, 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 that's what you should do, because there's safety in numbers, my dear. The guests leave the room. After they are gone, Wadsworth takes the tape off the spools. The, the recording tape. Scene 31, interior ground floor of the study. There no indication of how he died. I'm afraid not. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. It's not what I intended to happen, oh my gosh. What are you talking about, Wadsworth? Not what you intended. Oh, you're not the butler? I'm not the butler, but I am a butler. In fact, I was his butler. So if he told you to invite us all to his house, why did he arrive late? It's like I always say, early bird gets the matching dinette set. I invited you. In fact, I wrote the letters. It was all my idea. Hang on a minute, Wadsworth. I, I, I don't understand. Why did you invite us here to meet your late employer? Were you assisting him to blackmail us, boy? Well, certainly not, Mrs. White. I think you'd better explain, Wadsworth. Is anybody else getting confused by this Eddie Murphy multi-character crap? Please, sit down, everyone. I will explain. When I said that I was Mr. Bottles Butler, this was both true and misleading. I was once his butler, but it was not his untimely death this evening that brought my employment with him to an end. What really brought it to an end was when my wife decided to end her life. She too was being blocked by this odious man who now lies dead before us. He hated my wife for the same reason that he hated all of you. He believed that you were all thoroughly un-American. For some reason, probably not the same reason that the dogs are going crazy and running around, but for some reason he felt that it was inappropriate for a senator to have a corrupt wife, or a doctor to take advantage of his patients, or for a wife to emasculate her husband, and, and so forth. But this is ridiculous. If he was such a patriotic American, why did he just report us to the authorities? He decided to put his information to good use and make a lot of money out of it. Why could he be more American than that? Yeah, brother! And what was your role in all of this? And what is making the dogs bark so much? I don't know, but I, I was a victim too. At least my wife was. She had friends who were... Socialists. Oh, hey, oh I'm a very goodness. social person. Oh, shameful. Well... We all make mistakes. Mrs. White pulls a tissue from her bra and gives it to him. But Mr. Body threatened to give my wife's name to the House of Un-American Activities Committee. 
unless she named him. She refused to show he blackmailed her. We had no money, and the price for her silence was that we worked for him for nothing. He was slave. Well, to make a long story short, too late. The, the suicide of my wife preyed upon my mind and created a sense of, of injustice in me. I resolved to put Mr. Body behind bars. It seemed to be the best way to do it and to free all of you. But the same burden of blackmail was to get everyone face to face. Confront Mr. Body with his crimes and then turn him over to the police. So everything is explained. No, no, nothing's explained. Police, they all don't know who killed him. And the point is, we got to find out the next... Uh, what? How many of y'all that? So 45 minutes... Okay, the next 39 minutes, before the police arrive. My gosh, we can't have them come in now. But how can we possibly find out which one of you did it? What do you mean, which one of you did it? Well, I didn't do it. Well, one of us did. We all had the opportunity and the motive. Maybe the dog killed him. Who knows? He won't shut up. As I was saying, we all had the opportunity. We all had a motive. Right, we'll all go through the jail. Well, who else could have done it? I mean, who else is in the house? Maybe the dogs did it. I think the dogs did it. Well, who else was in the house? The dogs were in the house. Only a vet and the, the cook. cook. Barney runs from the study to the kitchen. They all get stuck in the door to the kitchen except for Mr. Green. He steps down into the kitchen and looks around. Well, he's not here. The door to the freezer starts to open. Miss Scarlet screams. The cook's body tumbles out into Mr. Green's arms. He now has the dagger sticking out of her back. Oh, no. Carl, I mean, Mr. Ho was not, and Mrs. Ho was not, and is not a light woman. He's having difficulty holding her. I didn't do it! Somebody help me, please! Somebody help me, please! Several of the guests go to help. One of them reaches for the knife. Oh, my gosh, why are you even touching the knife? It's evidence for one and for two. The cook's dead. I mean, why, why are you worried about the cook? I am still here, and I'm still hungry, and I want dessert. Where is dessert? Where? Dessert is already made, boy. Crap. Oh, well, then carry on, I guess. Oh, well, this, this is why. Now, I'm saying that, that knife's not evidence for us. We'll, we'll have to find out who did this. We can't take fingerprints. Why, Dwight? I think you'd better start explaining yourself. Me? Why me? I tell you why, because you told me dessert was already ready and I can't find it anywhere. Where's it at? Is it in the fridge? Someone wanted to kill the cook. Yeah, then I was a bad bad. How can you make jokes at a time like this? Yes, of course it was bad, but we were hoping that dessert would redeem it. It's my defense mechanism. Oh boy, some defense. If I was the killer, I'd kill you next. Oh, yeah, because you seem to pass so well against Mr. Body. I said if, if. Oh, c come on. It, there is only one admitted killer here, and it's certainly not me. It, it, it's Mrs. White. Oh, I'm admitted to nothing. Well, you, you did pay the blackmail. I mean, how many husbands have you had? Mine or other women's? Uh, yours. Five. Five? Oh, take out with a grain of salt. He probably just said that because he can't count any higher than five. Yes, just a five. Husbands should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. You little morons to the death like flies to a spider. Flies are where men are most vulnerable. Uh, yeah, I, I knew that. You ain't got to tell me. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, I don't like the milkshake appearance for you. I, I got it going on. Okay, Mrs. White, if it wasn't you, then who was it? I mean, who had the dagger anyway? It was you, Mrs. Peacock, wasn't it? Yes, but I put it down. Where? In the study. When? I don't know. Before I fight it, after I fight it, I don't know. Well, what the 21 questions? But any of y'all could have picked it up. Hmm. Look, I suggest we take the cook's body into the study. But why? I'm the butler. I like to keep the kitchen tidy. The camera faces the door that leads from the study to the hall. The men are carrying the cook's body into the study, effectively blocking off the women's view. Look! The thump. Professor Plum just dropped the cook. The body's gone. The thump again. The cook is dropped by the other person that was carrying her. What are y'all staring at? Nothing. Who's there? What are you, old bad deaf? Can't you hear? He said nobody's there. Nobody. Nobody. As a no Mr. Body. Waka waka. No, no, boy, I don't, I don't know to do that to be true. That, that's what we mean. Mr. Body's body. It's gone. Maybe he wasn't dead. No, Miss White. He was dead. We should have made sure. I almost call it by cutting off his head. That, that wasn't called for. Yeah, whatever, Mrs. Watt. Where is he? We better look for him. They'll start looking around. Well, he couldn't have been dead. He was. At least I thought he was. But what difference does it make now? It makes quite a difference to him. Maybe there is life after death. Maybe Mr. Body killed the cook. Yes. Uh, I was worth must ask how. I don't know. Well, if you'll excuse me, I have to, um, of it. Is there a little girl's room? Uh, wee oui, wee, oui, madam. No, I just want to powder my nose, thank you. That is bewildered. Miss Peacock steps over Mrs. Ho's corpse into the hall. Miss Scarlet, wandering around, picks up something. What's this, Waltworth? I'm afraid those are the negatives to which Colonel Mustard earlier referred. Hey, oh, wait, 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 wait! Hold up! You say you got proof, meaning I won't get a refund? Because I was, I was incorrectly billed. Unless you're going to give me a refund for it not being good, because then I went. Were you planning on blackmailing him, Wadsworth? Certainly not. I'd have turned in for the Colonel, and I was going to give them back as soon as Mr. Body was unmasked. Oh, okay. Hey, Yvette, would you like to see these? They might shock you. What? No. I'm... Uh, do I really gotta read this line? Oh, how do you know what kind of pictures they are if you're such a lady? What sort of pictures are they? They are my pictures and I want them back. No way. I'm afraid there's something in them that concerns me, too. Oh, let me see those pictures. Hey, get those back, Mrs. White. Nobody could get into that position. I don't know what you're talking about, but I bet you I could. I play Twister on the weekends. Hey, yeah, 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 forget that. I've got it. I know what happened to Mr. Body. Dracula took him. Yeah, he said he took him. I mean, I could swear I even saw him do it. He took him downstairs. He's pulling him up in a vat of acid as we speak, I'm telling you. I saw it on the movies. On a... Hill on the house, on his house on the hill, something like that. This is that house, right? Dracula did not take him. <laughs> Ew. That is rich. 
You're obviously not familiar with how America works yet, are you? I'm correct until you prove me wrong, because you can't prove me wrong yet. That sounds like a real logical fallacy. Your mama's a logical fallacy? Okay, if you're going to insult me, at least use era-appropriate insults. This is the 50s, not the 90s. Yeah, well, your mama's the 50s and not the 90s. Oh, help me, help me, I'm being a pack. You just heard Mrs. Peacock has just opened the door to the bathroom. Mr. Body's body has just fallen out of the bathroom and landed in her outstretched arms. He is almost certainly dead now. His head is bloody. The party runs out to help her. Mr. Body! It's attacking! They pull the corpse off of Mrs. Peacock. Well, he's dead. I know Mrs. White, Mr. Body, dead. Again. Oh my gosh, I'm oh, Mrs. Peacock. I'm so shocked I got a fan myself. He's no fan. Somebody catch her! I'll catch you. Here, fall into my arms. She slips right through. Sorry. Listen to me, Mrs. White, as I say to you, Mr. Green. You got blood on your hands. I didn't do it! Why is Rose Hill giving you the update? He's got no injuries. Well, he's certainly done now. Why would anyone want to kill him twice? That is what I call overkill. Waka waka. Come up with your own freaking material. It's what we call psychotic. Bless, he wasn't dead before. Oh, what's the difference? That's what we're trying to find out, boy. We're trying to find out who killed him and when and what what. But there's no need to shout. I'm not shouting. No, I don't. I'm shouting, I'm shouting, I'm shouting. You just heard the candlestick, which had been nestled above the bathroom door, fall and hit Wadsworth on the head. Wadsworth hits the floor. Scene 36, interior ground floor of the study. Mrs. Peacock has evidently recovered somewhat. The women are taking the heavier Mrs. Ho into the room. That's the cook. And the men have the lighter Mr. Body. The guests make groans of exertion. Colonel Mustard is issuing orders. Okay, put the corpses on the sofa. Ladies first. Wadsworth enters holding ice to his head. If I don't get blood on the sofa, I just wrapped up the meat, but I don't want to be clean the stains always, but... Uh, how do we do this? That is a good question, baby cakes. Uh, chip a forward over the arm. They do so. Uh, now, now do Mr. Bob. More sounds of exertion. Colonel Mustard nods. Wow, what a supervisor. Okay, now which one of you bums had access to that candlestick? It was you, Mrs. Scarlet. Oh, that's Poppycock. No, that's Mrs. Peacock. Not Miss Poppycock. That Alzheimer's is sitting in her last tent. I mean, Mrs. Scarlet. Stop pouring at her. Yeah, well, I dropped it off the table. Anyone just could have wandered over and picked it up. You, him. Oh, well, look, I'm Wadsworth, and I've got an announcement to make. Tim Curry's cool. That's your announcement? No, no. Look, we still have all these weapons. The gun, the rope, the wrench, the lead pipe. Let's put them all in this cupboard and lock it up. There's a homicidal maniac about. Well, that's fine and dandy. I mean, they're in the cupboard locked up, but what are you going to do with the key now? Sure, boy, I'm going to put it in my pocket. Why? Otherwise, I know you ain't got it. Well, that means you can open it whenever you want. Yeah, but it also means that you can't. But what if you're the murderer? I'm not. Yes, he is. I saw him. He did it. I thought Dracula did it, you jerk. Yeah, well, he did it, too. I, I saw him. They're in cahoots. They're in bed with each other. Well, the clothes has got to go somewhere, and if I've got it, I know I'm safe. 
We don't know that we are. Listen to you. Does everything have to be about you, you, you? Jeez, how inconsiderate. I've got an idea. We'll throw it away. The party agrees. Wadsworth opens the door and prepares to throw the key out. Waiting outside the door is a man who ducks, thinking Wadsworth is about to hit him. The butler quickly recovers and pockets the key. The rest of the party runs up behind him. Sorry, I mean, sorry. <laughs> can, can we help you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb the whole household, but my car broke down out here, and I was wondering if I could use your phone. Just, just a moment, please. The party huddles together and discusses it. The motorist looks rather confused. I don't trust him. Out in the he rain. smells like a snake. let him in. He'll get suspicious. After a time, the group turns to the motorist. Don't care, boy. You want to come in? Well, where is it? The right now. The, 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 the bottle? The phone? What body? Oh, well, 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 there is no bottle. There's no bottle. There's no bottle in the study. No! no. I Mr. Bottles, but... But I do believe there's a phone in the lounge. Oh, yes. Thank you. Wadsworth leads the motorist inside and indicates the phone. Hey, boy. When you finish your call, perhaps you'll be good enough waiting here. Oh, yes, certainly. Gout's on her. Wadsworth exits the lounge. Wadsworth closes the door to the lounge and locks it. Colonel Mustard comes up behind him and puts a hand on his shoulder. Wadsworth yells in fright. Oh! Yeah, where's the key at? In my pocket. Not that key. The key to the cupboard. What the weapons? What are you running for? I just figured, you know, it's a cupboard. Maybe there's some chips in there, too. No, no, boy. I, I checked. There are no chips in there. Yes. Wadsworth opens the door and takes the key from his pocket, and then he throws it. We see it land on the cement and bounce into the foliage. Wadsworth then closes the door. Well, what now? Wadsworth, it's me, Mrs. White. You let me out of this joint, boy. No. Why not? We just to know who did this, and we all went to together now. If you leave, I'll say that you killed them both. Hey, hey, hey! I'm down, you old hag, and I told you Dracula did it. Mrs. White rubs up against Wadsworth. This is hard. I don't know how to rub up against myself. Just go with it, man. Okay. Oh, Wadsworth, I'll make you sorry you ever started this one day when we were alone together. Mrs. White, no man in his right mind would be alone together with you. Well, I could use a drink. General agreement again. Colonel Buster goes to the study and looks in. I'm just checking. Everything okay? Yep, two corpses. Everything's fine. Scene 42, interior ground floor library. Colonel Mustard is pouring himself a tall glass of whiskey. Anybody else want some of this whiskey? Yeah, pour me one. Well, that's too bad, because it's spilled all over the table. All right. Pay attention, everybody. Wadsworth, am I right in thinking that there's nobody else in this house? Mm, no. Then there is somebody else in this house. No, sorry, I'll... I said no meaning yes. No meaning yes? Okay, first off, look. Stop talking like you're Italian. And just give me a straight answer. Is there somebody else in this house? Or is it there? Yes or no? Um, no. No, there is or no, there isn't? Yes. Mrs. White breaks her glass against the fireplace. Shut up. Oh, please, don't you think we should get that man out of the house before he finds out what's been going on here? Tosses the remains of her glass into the air. Oh, it oh, shatters on the herd. I'm shattered. How can we throw him outside in this weather? If we light up stay in the house, they might get suspicious. 
If we throw him out, he may get even more suspicious. Why is him I'd be suspicious already? I mean, what kind of house has Dracula down in the basement burning people up in acid and, and, is in the practice of not eating dessert? Oh, who cares? Like God doesn't matter. Let him stay locked up for another half an hour. The police will be here by then, and there are two dead bodies at the study. Shh. Well, there's still some confusion as to whether or not there's anybody left in this house. I told you there wasn't. There isn't any confusion, or there isn't anybody left in the house besides Dracula. Either or both. Just give me a clear answer. Certainly. What was the question? Is there anybody left in the house? No! Well, that's what he says. Does he know? I suggest that we handle this in proper military fashion. We split up and we search the house. I take the kitchen. Split up? Are you kidding me? Yes, split up. I mean, it'll save us time. What we can we can do it in partners. As long as me and my partner get the kitchen. Yes. Wait a minute. You said Dracula was in the basement. And there could be other things lurking around. That Jebediah Townhouse could be lurking around this house. He could have killed Pops, Mr. Body. Pops, I assure you the Jebediah Townhouse is not in this house. I'm not Pops. I'm Professor Plum. And wait another minute. Suppose that one of us is the murderer. If we split up into pairs, whichever one is left with the killer might get killed. Then we would have discovered who the murderer is. But the other half of the pair would be dead. This is war, Peacock. Casualties are inevitable. You cannot make a good omelet without breaking a few eggs. Every good cook will tell you that. Oh, look what happened to the cook. I don't know why you're still going on about the cook. The cook's dead, but I'm still alive and I'm hungry. And all I'm saying is I want to go into the kitchen and I want to break a few eggs and make an omelet. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make a really good omelet. The best one you ever seen. Yes, I know how to make an omelet. Don't look at me like that. And then I, I, I probably have like maybe a nibble of dessert. And then, then, then we will go and we will search this house from top to bottom. That murder won't know what hit him. Colonel, are you really willing to take that chance? What choice have we? I'm hungry here. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But sure, I suppose you're right. What? Uh, but bon decor, but uh. It is dark upstairs, and I get frightened. Will anyone go with me? I will. No, thank you. I suggest we all draw lots for partners. Wordsworth takes out some long matchsticks from near the fireplace. He takes a knife and uses it to cut the long matchsticks into different lengths. He prepares them in his hand so the match's lengths can't be seen. Little. The two shortest to data, and, and then the next two shortest to data, and so forth. Again. And I suggest the two shortest search the cellar, and so on up. The guests approach the butler. Colonel Mustard picks a matchstick. It's relatively short. Mrs. Peacock picks hers. Mustard and Peacock compare. His is longer. Mrs. Scarlet picks her matchstick with a jerk. Mr. Green reaches over Miss Scarlet's shoulder and gets his. It's one of the uncut sticks. Colonel Mustard and Mr. Green compare. It's not even close. Yvette selects her stick. It's another long one. Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet compare. They match, putting them together on the ground floor. Mrs. Scarlet looks disgusted. Mrs. White selects hers. In the background, the party tries to match sticks. Professor Plum picks his match stick. Wadsworth takes what is left. Mrs. White steps up to Wadsworth and pairs his match stick. 
they're going to the second floor. Professor Plum walks by a vet and a distraught Mr. Green. We're going to the attic together. Plum matches cellar matchsticks with Mrs. Peacock. It's you and me, honey bunch. Oh, goodness. We see the party as it splits up. Wadsworth and Mrs. White start up the stairs, as do Mr. Green and a vet. Professor Plum and Mrs. Peacock stop, unsure of where to go. Wadsworth pauses on a step and indicates the door under the staircase. The cellar. Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet stop in the middle of the hall. Well, we know what's in the study. We just come from the library, and the stranger's locked up in the lounge. I say we go to the kitchen. No, let's go look at the billiard room again. They go to the billiard room. Cut to Professor Plum. He opens the door to the cellar. Mrs. Peacock reaches in and turns on the light. They enter cautiously. Scene 45, interior, second floor hallway. The storm is still around Hill House, visible from a second-story window. Wadsworth and Mrs. White walk down the hallway as Mr. Green and Yvette start climbing the stairs to the attic. We hear thunder and rain. Chocacon! Scene 46, interior attic. Darkness. We don't know exactly where we are. Suddenly, a light turns on. We see Mr. Green and Yvette at the bottom of the attic staircase. Both of them are terrified of what may be above them. Silence. You want to go in front of me? Absolutely no. I'm sure there's no one up there. Dang it. Then you go in front. All right. Neither move. We hear nothing but the rain on the roof. Drizzle, drizzle, drizzle. Scene 47, interior cellar staircase. Darkness. We barely see Mrs. Peacock and Professor Plum backlit. They edge down the top of the stairs. Mrs. Peacock gasps. Well, ladies first. No, no, no. You can go first. No, no, no. I, I insist. No, I insist. Well, what are you afraid of? A fate worse than death? No, just death. Isn't that enough? Scene 48, interior second floor hallway. Mrs. White and Wadsworth are at the doors of two adjacent rooms. They are looking at each other nervously. Uh, Mrs. White, you got to go in there. You got to go. Dracula's in the basement. Who am I up here? Yes, I am going in there, are you? Yes. Right. They look in. I don't see any light switches in there, Mrs. White. Neither do I, Wadsworth, but there must be switches in there somewhere. Then I come with you. No! I mean, no. Thank you. They start into their rooms and then jump out simultaneously, looking for each other. Scene 49, interior ground floor billiard room. Colonel Mustard and Miss Peacock are in the back of the corner bar. They're stooping to look in. They stand, and Colonel Mustard indicates the bar's narrow egress. Ladies first. No, thanks. They both head for the exit, and they have to squeeze through. It's a very tight fit. Colonel Mustard walks past Miss Scarlet, who is sure to keep him in sight. He grabs a pull cue from the wall. She gives a little gasp. <gasps> Colonel Mustard walks over to the pool table and motions with the stick to look under it. They do. There's nothing there. There's nothing here. Scene 50, interior attic. Mr. Green and Yvette are still where they were, at the bottom of the steps. We hear rain. Raindrops. Ah. Uh, go on. I be right behind you. That's why I'm nervous. Ah. Uh, then we go together. The two squeeze up the narrow steps. Scene 51, interior cellar. Mrs. Peacock and Professor Plum are still inching down the stairs. 
Mrs. Peacock turns on the lights as Professor Plum slips on a step. This frightens Mrs. Peacock, who runs down the remaining few steps. Theme 52, interior ground floor, the hall. Foyer. Foyer? Foyer. This is out of my pay grade. Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet throw open the closet door. Nothing there. Scene 53. Interior second floor, master bedroom. Wadsworth is wandering in the dark. This is my day. You just, you just look out now. Scene 54. Interior second floor bedroom. Mrs. White is wandering like Wadsworth. Are you hiding? I'm coming. Scene 55. Interior ground floor ballroom. Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet are backlit. We see the hall behind them. What room is this? Oh, it's me. Okay, then now we're talking. Get your mitts off me, mister. He does. Scene 56, interior cellar. Mrs. Peacock sees a rat and screams. Oh, it's hideous. The rat crawls away. Professor Plum tenses, but starts to look around. Scene 57, interior ground floor. Ballroom. Colonel Mustard flips on the lights, making Miss Scarlet gasp. Gasp. Well, there's nobody here. Is he behind one of those curtains? You look. I'll go search the kitchen. Colonel Mustard leads. Miss Scarlet sighs. She starts to walk slowly toward the curtains. Curtains almost seem to be moving, but it could just be her imagination. Then there's definite movement off to the right. Scarlet stops in her tracks, trying to scream but unable to. She continues cautiously. Scarlet reaches the curtains, pauses, and throws them back, revealing a broken window with wind blowing in. Scene 58, exterior roadside. It's still raining. We see the motorist car on the side of the road. A cop car pulls up to investigate. Scene 59, interior ground floor, the study. We see photographs and papers as well as the tapes of the conversation Yvette was making earlier. A gloved hand picks them up. The hand throws the photos and the papers into the fire. Then the tape goes in. It all burns. The hand now uses a key to unlock the cupboard with the weapons. But wasn't that key thrown away? The weapons are revealed. Scene 60, interior, motorist car. Camera reveals a cop shining his flashlight into the car. Scene 60, A, exterior roadside. As before, we see the cop shining his flashlight into the car. Scene 61, interior ground floor of the lounge. The motorist is making his phone call. I'm a little nervous. Camera reveals fireplace I'm in whittling this around. Big house. I've been locked into the lounge. Yes. The funny thing is, the ranch approaches the motorist here having some sort of party. And one of them is my old boss from the ranch descends. The phone falls to the floor, and the motorist follows suit. A gloved hand places the phone back on its cradle. 